On today's episode of The Worth Living Life, we're going to talk about why a lack of willpower is not your problem. In a world that expects young people to spend all their time wasting time, how do we build a life that matters? How do we find what we are made to do and earn a living while doing it? Join me for a behind-the-scenes look as I document my journey of building a business from literally nothing. I'll be sharing what works, what doesn't, and what I am learning each step along the way, as well as interviewing others who are further along the path, both in life and in business. My name is Isaiah Malston, and this is The Worth Living Life. Hey guys, this is your host, Isaiah Malston, welcoming you back to today's episode of The Worth Living Life. Now today in episode 22, we're going to dive into the fact that lack of willpower is not your problem when it comes to achieving goals in your life. So I want to put you guys into a, an imaginary scenario. And I think a lot of you have probably been in situations similar to this. But just listen along and see if you resonate with what I'm sharing that has happened to me many a time. And I'm going to share a specific example. This is I had a goal that I wanted to wake up early and run every morning. Now, if you know me at all, you know that traditionally I am more of a night owl. I have a way easier time staying up till two or three in the morning than I do waking up at five or six in the morning, even if I get to bed early. And so for a lot of years, I had this goal that I wanted to get up early and I wanted to run. If you listen to previous episodes of The Worth Living Life, I don't remember which episode it is, but toward the beginning, I share some of that story of being really slow when I was younger and wanting to learn how to run faster. And so for a lot of years, I had this goal of getting up early and running. And there was a period of time where it actually came super easy, where there was a period of, I think, two or three months where I was going to bed early every night, I was waking up early every morning, I was going outside and I was running. But then I got out of that habit. And so for quite a while, I tried to restart that, but I would be left... Um, and, and think through this picture. You're, you're in the bed. It's, it's early morning. Your alarm clock sounds off. And you roll over. And for me, the first thought that would hit my mind is, man, I'm super tired. And I would think, I've got a lot of important stuff I got to do today. Like, if I'm tired all day, that's not going to be good. A little extra sleep is totally fine. I'll just have a quicker run and then go to work. And so I'd hit the snooze button or open up my phone and scroll down and set the time to 15 minutes later for the alarm to go off again. And then I'll wake up when the alarm went off again and look up and go, man, it looks kind of cold this morning. I don't know. I think I'm just going to sleep a little bit longer Then I'll just get up right in time to go to work and go in. And I'll be stuck in this, this mode of procrastination. And then later on, I'll feel terrible because of like, this was a goal I really wanted to achieve. This is something I really wanted to do. But I just didn't have the willpower to do it. I just didn't have the motivation to stick with it until the end. And I'd listen to different motivational speakers who would talk about, about this, these different things you could do to stay motivated and how you can, you know, willpower strongest in the morning and all these other things. And I'd be like, man, it's way easier for me to run in the evenings than the mornings, but I want to do mornings because I want to get up early too. Because I'd seen the impact that it had on my life when I did that consistently. So how many of you have ever had a goal or vision, or a dream, something you wanted to accomplish, that when it came down to it, 
It just felt like you didn't have the willpower. You didn't have the motivation. You didn't have that internal resolve to do those things that were required in order to achieve it. I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. And this isn't the only instance in my life where this has happened. Now, as you listen to these podcast episodes, I know that you've noticed that these are things I am learning and I'm sharing as I'm learning. This is stuff that I have you know, poured blood, sweat, toil, and tears into trying to figure out how to do the right way to do things, oftentimes failing more than I succeed. And so I'm just sharing this stuff as I learn it, hoping I can give you guys a shortcut, hoping I can share these things that I'm learning that'll help you guys continue to learn and grow. But here is something that I heard from one of my favorite guys on the face of this earth, Myron Golden. He, he was doing some training online and I was listening and taking notes and he said something that struck me. And he was talking about the idea that the lack of willpower is not your problem. The lack of motivation is not actually our problem when we're trying to achieve goals. And here's what he said. Here's, here's, here's the notes I took from that training. He said, don't try to stay motivated. That will fail. And initially I'm like, come on, Myron, you're supposed to be inspiring us. You're supposed to be helping us achieve things. Why in the world are you saying that? But then as he kept talking, it became clear. And suddenly I realized something that I had forgotten somewhere along the way. And here's the rest of what I wrote after I finished that training. I wrote, paint a picture so vivid of what could be, of your why, of God's mission he put you on earth for, that it hurts like crazy if you don't pursue it. Then, instead of making myself just do it, make myself want to do it. And it's such a subtle shift. But I'm telling you guys, it's crazy how it works. Instead of making yourself just knuckle down and do it, Spend that energy making yourself want to do it. Spend your energy painting that picture of what could be if you achieved it. Now, if you listen to any amount of motivational speakers um, of Tony Robbins, Zig Ziglar, you hear him say things like that. But it's interesting how sometimes it takes a different perspective, a different voice, at least in my head, to get it through and get me to the point where I actually understand it. So here's the thing. As I started thinking about this, and I've been thinking about it more recently and this morning I was just dwelling on this. It is interesting because somewhere along the way, I stopped caring about my dreams. Somewhere along the way, I stopped dreaming as big as I used to. And here's the thing. It's an easy thing to do because in our culture, we say, play it safe. We say, try not to get hurt. Don't put yourself out there. Hold back a little bit. It's safer. It's more comfortable. Because here's the thing. When you have a clear vision, when you have something that you really, really want to happen, something you're passionate about, and it doesn't come to pass, it hurts, right? It hurts like crazy when there's something you care deeply about and suddenly see fall apart in front of your eyes or the chances of it ever happening, getting dashed to pieces, it hurts. But here's the thing. When we play it safe and hold back and detach ourselves from the outcome, when it came down to that running, 
I realized I'd taken a step back and gone, man, it'd be kind of nice if it happened. It'd be kind of nice if I was that kind of a disciplined person who just naturally rolled out of bed, got up, went for a run, and started his day that way. But you see, what had started happening is, once I started failing, once I started not getting up early and not running, it became way easier for me to dial back and say, well, I guess I never really wanted it anyway. Rather than holding myself to that standard I had set, holding myself to that identity that I was taking on. It became way easier to step back and say, well, you know what? Sleep is more important to me than running. Than it was to say, no, this is what I wanted. This is what I was passionate about. This vision of not just what the running would do to me, but the mental character it would build by doing that. And so I'd taken a step back and stopped caring as much because it hurt less. And it got me thinking. And I started thinking, when I was younger, what was something that I really cared about? And what did I do about it? And then it clicked and I remembered. Uh, I think I've talked about this in previous episodes. But when I was younger, I, I truly loved and enjoyed fishing and camping and hiking and hunting and and all these different things outdoors, building forts. But the thing is, I loved doing it most with other people, with my friends, with my siblings. And so I started this thing called Isaiah's Sports Club. And I don't remember how old I was when I started. I was probably, I don't know, six or seven. But I started this thing where my idea, my vision was we were going to build this big clubhouse. And I just finished reading, I think it was uh, uh, Laura Ingalls Wilder book, like Little House on the Prairie or something. And so this, this clubhouse was going to be built out of sod. I had the spot picked out for it on a property. It was perfect. Uh, it was a big, open, grassy area. And I was going to have a bunch of friends over. We were going to cut out these, these blocks of sod and stack them all up into this clubhouse and put a roof on it. We were going to cut some windows in. And I was going to put a gift shop in there. It was going to have this glass counter. And inside of this glass counter, it was going to have all those really cool polished rocks and like old Indian arrowheads. And there was going to be like fishing gear you could go and buy and like, you know, different artificial lures and fishing poles. And there was going to be some guns you could go buy and you could go hunting with and like hockey sticks and footballs and like anything you name it. And it's going to be called Isaiah's Sports Club. And so I was like super excited about this idea of being able to have like friends come over and we're going to hang out and do all this super amazing fun stuff outside. And I would spend hours drawing plans for that clubhouse. And then I decided, you know what? It would be awesome if Isaiah's Sports Club had a magazine. And so I drew my own cover art. I wrote up little bits of articles, but a lot of it, it was like a catalog where you could buy stuff, right? And so in there, I'm like creating these different things. Like, oh, you could buy like wooden swords. And I created a whole series of books you could buy. I hadn't even wrote them yet. But I came up with the titles for them. There's like seven of them. And you could buy them individually. Or it's a better deal if you bought the box set. And, and I had so much fun building all these different things out. Then all of a sudden I realized, wait a minute. We're all like really young. And I was like, my friends don't have much money to like buy stuff for me. I was like, oh, that's okay. I'll create my own currency. And so I went and started drawing like, you know, $1 bills and $5 bills and $20 bills and $100 bills. And each one of them had their own, like, I remember one of them, I don't remember which bill it was. It might've been like the $5 bill had like this fishing lure on it. And every single $5 bill I made, I drew that same lure on it. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to make checks too. Cause that would be really fun. 
And so I made these checks and they were blank checks, literally like if, if the person got the catalog and cut out that blank check out of the catalog, they could write it in for any amount they wanted and send in that club money and it was spelled M-O-N-Y. I still remember that vividly. Um, they could send in that club money and buy whatever they wanted. Now, of course, my older brother took advantage of that and he, he came to me and he said he wanted to buy everything in the catalog and I was like, well, I haven't made any of it yet. Um, but you see, the thing is I had this vision. I wanted to create this, this community. I wanted to create this place where people could get together and have fun and hang out and build relationships and do things that they loved and cared about. And I, this, this vision was so clear, so vivid. I, I could like close my eyes and sit inside this clubhouse. And it was so vivid that if you look at all the work I put in, all the time I put into creating stuff, catalogs, magazines, and hand drawing money and blank checks and all these different things that didn't take willpower to do. Looking back, I didn't have to sit down and go, okay, Isaiah, now is the time when you need to work on Isaiah's sports club. Here are the seven steps you need to take and I want you to knuckle down and really do it. I didn't have to do any of that, guys. And I know as you think back to when you were younger, there's stuff you can think of that was exactly like that. Stuff that you cared so much about that it wasn't work. That it wasn't something you had to knuckle yourself down and force yourself to do. Was there unpleasant things? Sure. See, I love variety. And so I don't really remember it, but I know that it wasn't the easiest thing for me to sit down and draw piece of money after piece of money after piece of money, copying the same look. But I found a way to make it fun. And I did it. Not because I had some amazing willpower. Not because I had some amazing motivation that I'd somehow drummed up to make myself do some unpleasant task. So that's where lack of willpower is not our problem when it comes to achieving the goals, the things we were put here to do. For me personally, it was, I got to that point where I had been hurt enough times by my own failure to move forward, by others not living up to my expectations of them, that I had found it was easier to step back, to play it safe, and to not care as much about what happened but instead to be a wandering generality and be fine with what happened. Does this mean we shouldn't be grateful? No. Does this mean we shouldn't be flexible? No. But there are things we were put here to do that we need to care deeply about. Paul, in one of his letters, talks about the fact, he says, Woe unto me if I preach not the gospel. He talked about the idea of if he was doing it like of his own resolve, of going out and preaching, that he had no that that he would have a reward. But he says, Woe is me if I preach not the gospel. He said, This is what I was put here to do. I was charged with bringing this good news to those who had not heard it. And I can't not do it. This is what my life is here for. This is what I am here to do. In the book of Proverbs, Chapter 29, verse 18, it says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. 
Guys, when we don't have a vision for our lives, we can spend so much time trying to drum up the willpower, trying to drum up the motivation to do things we know we should do, to build positive habits, to serve others, to do the things that will put us further ahead, whether that's in school, whether that's at work, whether that's in ministries, whatever that is. But here's the thing. If we detach ourselves from the outcome and say, you know what, I'm going to protect myself so I don't get hurt, it's going to be way harder to stay motivated, to continue pressing on and actually achieve it. I heard a saying once that, is, that resonated with me and has stuck with me since then. And I don't remember who said it, but it goes like this. Love like you've never been hurt before. In the same way, set a vision. Paint that picture in your mind. So vivid. Allow yourself to feel the joy of what life will look like if that happens. You remember in my clubhouse, in Isaiah Sports Club, I could literally shut my eyes and picture myself sitting in there and see that glass counter with all the stuff behind it. I could then go into a different room through the hallway. Just This was on the left-hand side of the front door when you walked in. On the right-hand side, there was like a conference room. So it didn't have a big table. It had couches, big windows looking outside, little coffee tables between some of the chairs with different magazines and books. I remember it had a bookshelf in there. I never actually built it to the fullness, but I could close my eyes and I could go in there. And so guys, I'm asking you, what is God's mission he put you on earth for? What's your why? And maybe you don't know the full thing yet. I don't know. Many of us don't know what that big picture looks like, but we have those clues, right? We have those those ideas, those things we're passionate about, those things we care deeply about, things that move us when we hear them, that give us clues and a direction to start moving and allow God to direct us as we move. But here's the thing. I've been challenging myself, and I challenge you guys too, to paint that picture so vividly of what could be, of what should be, of your why, of God's purpose for you, that he put you here on earth to do, that he specially equipped you to do that. He's given you the talents, you the experiences, you the platform, the opportunities. That he's uniquely gifted you with the ability to do this special thing. Paint that picture so vivid that it hurts like crazy if you don't pursue it. That you wake up in the morning excited to go forward. That when stuff goes wrong, and it will, we know that, right? When stuff gets hard, you start getting overwhelmed, distracted, stressed out. That instead of taking that, that, that willpower and trying to go, I'm going to force myself to do it and just do it. Instead of trying to make yourself do it, take that step back. Look to that compelling vision. Picture what that feels like. 
And then from there, move forward. Once you have that vision pulling you, once you remember your why, once you remember why you started. I'm going to share with you guys as I wrap up today's episode, part of my why. One of the things that when I start getting stressed out, when I start getting distracted, when it's easier for me, like I talked about in the last episode, when it starts feeling like it's easier to turn to social media, to turn to distractions, to turn off my brain, and instead to start pulling in um, entertainment, to numb that pain. Instead, here's what I've been going back to. If you follow me on Facebook, you probably saw me post this, I don't know, a month ago. But this is something I wrote when I was on a plane coming back from a two-week mission trip in India and Bangladesh earlier this spring. I wrote, I long to see a generation of young people sold out for God's glory, determined to follow him fully in all aspects of their life. I long to see young people who are seeking to grow and be conformed to the image of Christ. Young people who long to be his hands and his feet. Young people who want their lives to matter, both now and into eternity. I long to see young people who are willing to leave their comfort zone behind and dare to dream big. That's big, right? But for me, that's what I go back to. That I want to see our generation, and not just our generation, but I'm especially passionate people around my age. And I want to see us living full out for the glory of God. To say no to the standards our culture puts up. The expectations of young people that we should be the ones sitting on the couch playing video games. The expectation that we should be the ones who are just on our phones all the time. Texting and Snapchatting and Instagramming and private messaging and everything else. Making TikToks, right? Say no to the expectation that we don't care about life. That we're just here to have fun and a good time and scrape by. That we're just going to have a job, someday retire, and then we can think about what we care about. I long to see our generation stand up and dare to dream big. Dare to actually care enough about the mission God put each one of us here to do. That we are willing to step forward. To lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. And run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. So guys, it is not about a lack of willpower for any of us. It's not about some intrinsic lack of motivation. In my own life, I realized was that I didn't care enough anymore about the outcome to actually be willing to do what it took. That when it hurt, it was easier to take a step back and say, well, I never really cared about it anyway. But guys, dare to dream. Paint that picture vividly 
of what could be, of what should be, of what God put you here to do. Then when those hard times come, instead of trying to make yourself do those hard things, instead of trying to make yourself stick through those hard times, look to that picture, look to that vision that God has given you. And care so much about that that it hurts like crazy if you don't pursue it, if you don't push forward, if you don't live up to your potential. Guys, I hope that what I'm learning is helpful to you. I pray that it is. If you have any questions on this, any discussion, anything you want to talk about further, find me on Facebook, Instagram, DM me, make a post. If you have any questions, reach out to me. Guys, I want to share what I'm learning as I learn it. And like I shared with my vision, I want to see you guys living full out. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of The Worth Living Life. Dare to dream big. This is your host, Isaiah Malstead, signing out. I'll see you on the next episode of The Worth Living Life. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. I truly appreciate it. If you enjoyed it, I would appreciate it if you would subscribe. If you'd like to connect, head on over to Instagram or Facebook. Remember, this life you are living is worth it. Until next time, this is your friend, Isaiah Malstead.